Welcome to All Cats Are Gray in the Dark. I'm your host, April Simmons. This podcast contains true cases of graphic violent crimes and other stories of a dark nature. Please be advised that due to the subject matter and violent, sometimes sexual content and obscene language, this podcast is not for children or the faint of heart. And we're back with part four about the unfortunate passing of our father. And I guess we need to pick up where we left off. It was kind of the end of that week that after we found out that he had died. Um, and it was, I don't know, what was it? Was it February or March before we found out the final coroner's report or whatever? I think it was like, late January, early February. Um yeah. Because yeah. he passed well, or his body was found the week of Thanksgiving last year. And so it was that long before we heard anything back. Um because they the initial autopsy, you know, they couldn't find anything. Um and they did a toxicology and that that also it basically it got marked undetermined, so we're probably never going to officially know what actually happened, and that's yeah. hard because it's you know all those many months I had that puzzle still turning over in my head of trying to make something fit like one explanation for it and it just never did and I thought well maybe eventually I'll have the answers and now it's just kind of like okay I have to make peace with the fact that there just probably is never going to be an answer to what happened yeah. and so we had the memorial service um, Mother's Day I can't even remember what date that is anymore. Um, I don't know what year it is half the time. Sorry. Yeah, that's right. Um, and uh, I don't know. You take over and talk about the memorial because I know you're madder about it than I was. <laughs> so I'll let you explain what happened at the memorial service. So I honestly have forgotten everything we said in the last three episodes. So I apologize if I repeat myself just saying that up front. Um, because I do that on a normal day, um, much less it's been weeks technically since we recorded. So um, then the number one thing our dad had always said, you know, we have some like mixed reports about like where he wanted to be buried and kind of what he wanted at his memorial. But like the number one thing we all kind of remembered was like he's atheist. He said he did not want a religious memorial or service. So. Or otherwise he would haunt us. Like that's literally what he told us. I will haunt your ass if you do a religious ceremony. So that's all we, we told everybody. Like we weren't heavily involved in the planning one. Cause I'm across the freaking country and I'm just like naturally stressed, chaotic person. 
Um, I literally have nothing to do all night, but I'm still freaked out because we have this one thing we're doing, right? Just recording a podcast. And I'm like, what am I going to do with the rest of my day? Um, So, like, we aren't really heavily involved. And we've also got that, like, again, we talked a lot about the guilt and things that have been associated with his death. The fact that we hadn't been really around him for like seven years. Um, We didn't really exactly feel right stepping in and planning things. I worked to get like his headstone stuff sorted and with my uncle and my uncle set up like honor guard to come and play taps and do the whole flag thing. Um, But like, that was really the most involved we were. Um, uh, The memorial itself, they decided to have it on mother's day, which is just a weird freaky Southern family thing that we do. Um, We have a family reunion like church servicey family ancestral history background thing um like on sunday mid-morning and then there's like a potluck and it's next to our family cemetery like there's a little pavilion and and then it's our family cemetery and it's so, and i also want to note that it's in the middle of nowhere yeah it really it's like is. a dirt road they, <laughs> i was so shocked and and super pumped at the same time that they added a porter potty for once like i was like wow we're moving on up um because it used to be pretty dire like i don't think there's a gas station within like a 15 minute drive of this place so like you had to go it's just like you're like let me hope i don't pee on an ancestor um that's slightly off topic, but still. Um, so yeah, so we, they were already doing this thing. That's why the family kind of decided like, well, we don't know what's going on. We were waiting on cremation. We were waiting on autopsies and coroner reports and death certificates and everything. And they were like, well, why don't we just put it off until mother's day? A lot of the family comes in from town, like out of town into town anyway. And they'll just like double batch it into one thing. So that's what we did. And that was already a, yeah, I wanted to say right quick, because, you know, the title of it is He Never Lit Up a Room. I think part of the reason that they did plan it this way, although I don't think they ever stated this, I think they felt like a lot of people wouldn't come if it was not combined with this other event. Like, they felt like yeah. not very many people would show up for just a memorial service for him. And I agree. I I honestly feel like well even the the amount of people that stayed was about what you'd say 20 percent of the people that came to the family thing left before like 80 yeah, percent of they them literally left before. left before the memorial yeah so so yeah that's real they couldn't even be bothered to wait like another 20 minutes to stay for his service and that's fine because i mean we weren't bothered to be in his life for the past seven years so i get it <laughs> You know, like, because yeah. if they're all our family, we can only assume that he's done weird, fucked up shit to them, too, or said horrible well, things. Well, some, some people find the time period when he was cross-dressing and stuff. I can't remember. I know we've brought it up at some point, but yeah. I don't know if we've mentioned it in this particular part of this, where we did these four episodes. Um, but he did... And this is the South, so the majority of the family does not do that. <laughs> hmm? It was it was it was in the nineties also, so it was definitely not as um, um and even we didn't approve back then because we didn't understand it. We were children and we went to church and we did not understand it at all. Um yeah. and I still don't know 
if he was really trans or not and it's something that I've thought about quite a bit because I do feel a little bit of guilt about that like what if he really was trans and we discouraged that because we didn't approve and but well I wouldn't even say that you and I didn't really disapprove we wanted him to do what he wanted but we were embarrassed because it was the 90s and it wasn't normal like that's how that's how I've always felt about it because like we I mean it just it was unheard of back then and like you said, we were kids. I never really cared one way or the other what he did as long as he was not. Well, being. I was a teenager and I also was really still sold on the whole strict Christianity thing. Um, so I, I really didn't approve of it. I, I didn't understand it. I didn't approve of it because that's what I was told. I was told yeah. it was wrong. Um, and but as far as how I really, really felt, I was just totally embarrassed because he would like take us to school dressed as a woman and things like that. I did not mean for us to go off on this subject at all. Anyway, I was just trying to make the point that a lot of the family didn't like him for a lot of different reasons. Yeah, they whether didn't. it was the abuse, physical, mental, just being mean, and or just things that he had done like that that where he, he was the black sheep absolutely like in a family that's yeah. as messed up as ours for him to be the black sheep says a lot and i think we're just like gray sheep we're, no, we're just kind of there we're like no it's it's his kids <laughs> but like yeah so we knew there's a chance that not a lot of people would stay in that but it's pretty much except, what happened except shout out to our cousin that was like oh i'm happy to see you're out of your goth phase and i'm like i'm not though <laughs> um anyway you're just an elevated goth yeah um, i'm just an old goth who dresses comfortably a lot of the time anyway so yeah i only yeah. get really dressed up gothy for special occasions now now i just wear whatever around the house um yeah so yeah so back to the memorial basically all he asked for was right like not religious so it starts out great because it starts out with the honor guard because they've already been there like waiting for a couple of hours in like full uniform and it's the south and it was humid and it was like 90 something degrees and i was sunburnt just from the like two hours we were out in the sun so the honor guard comes and does their thing like the bugle player was like i literally thought it was a recording it was so good i cried just because the person the bugle player played so well and i mean it's one thing to see like taps and like the whole honor guard thing on a movie because you have zero personal connection to it right but like hearing it in real life and just kind of um having that thought process of shit dad was in vietnam <laughs> like like this is real like i don't know i've always had this like lackadaisical view of him being in the Marines because it's kind of all he talked about. He didn't actually talk about Vietnam to us, but he just blah, blah, blah about being a Marine. And yeah, so and he, really, everywhere he went, he would bring it up. Like I was in Vietnam. I'm a Marine. Yeah. I was a Marine. So we knew that, but we don't know much about yeah. it. But yeah, so taps was beautiful. They did the flag ceremony. Um, They gave the flag to Nancy. It was really weird. The, the like, it was, a, a guy and a girl and the guy was even like very eerily like 
obviously dressed because I mean it's military it's going to be similar but he even had like just a mustache which was really strange it's it's coming back as a style on its own but that is exactly how our dad looked the majority of our lives so it was really strange to see a marine with just a like a full stash going on no beard no goatee nothing else just a stash um and it was a younger dude he really looked like he could have been like an impersonator from the photos of our dad in Vietnam. So that was real weird. Um, but yeah, so all that's done. Finally get to the actual memorial part. So first thing I'm like, cousin walks up and he's like, let's say a prayer. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I just looked dead straight ahead. Everybody else bowed their head. And I'm, you know, normally I do that respectfully, right? Like if, if I'm going out to eat with someone that's religious and they want to pray, fine. If I'm at someone's house, they're going to pray. I'm going to bow my head. I'm not going to say anything. Uh, or if I'm at someone else's funeral. But I literally was just like, was fuming, looked dead straight ahead into the cemetery and was like, please don't haunt me. Please don't haunt me. I'm not doing this. I have nothing to do with this. <laughs> please don't haunt me. And I'm like, how dare they? risk us being haunted like i was real stuck on that but like i was just getting so mad um a lot of that was probably the heat um yeah, a lot of it was the stress of the situation in yeah. general because like being and around that many people, yeah yeah, our, yeah and i know we've briefly talked about this but i don't have contact with our mother and haven't for seven and a half years um <laughs> other than the angry emails i get um and ignore promptly like that's nice archive um so yeah so like uh, right off the bat a prayer i'm like okay like all right the southern people want to feel better about it all right calming down calming down and then he starts like starts no 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 no, no, you're you're leaving out oh sorry not after that mom saying like what amazing grace i think yes yes then they invited our mother who has been divorced from our dad and remarried uh, for a really long ass time. I was nine. So that's what, 28 years or something <laughs> since they split up. Like I get they were together 25 years also. Like, let's keep those numbers in mind. I was, this is what was going through my head the whole time. Like, after 25 years, you know, like just pissed off because I'm like, what does she have to fucking do with anything? She hated him. She, like, if anybody I've ever met could literally say they hated someone, it would be she hated him. With, like, a burning fucking passion. Um, but anyway. Yeah, so she sings Amazing Grace, so there's strike two on the whole religion thing, and I'm like, nope, 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 not singing. Not gonna get haunted. <laughs> like, please, no thanks. And I think yeah, you I said, started, you said like, two words, and then you were like, shit. <laughs> yeah, I started singing, and then I was like, wait crap <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna get haunted once just one day one random day you don't only, know when it's only only saying like maybe 10 seconds worth of the song so maybe i'll only get haunted like 10 seconds i don't know yeah we'll see <laughs> um but yeah so so that happens he goes so then yeah she sings the song and then he starts talking he tells like the smallest snippet of a story about our dad like when he came back from basic training or something and then the rest of the whole time was about jesus and then like the whole story of like like forgiving criminals that like he loves them too and i'm like are you saying dad's a criminal which i mean he was let's be real to some extent he was um a bad person um but like 
he was telling like just really weirdly connected stories about himself too. He talked a lot about how he wants people to remember him for like barely two words about our dad. Um, that was that's the gist of what I gathered from that whole speech or sermon because <laughs> it really was yeah. still a sermon. Um, and then once that was done, they're like, "Let's have another." I can't remember if it was another prayer or another song. Oh, they did they did both, but I can't remember what order it was in. I think it was a weird order. Prayer. Like I think let's say another prayer. So then there's uh, strike three, um, and then then he asks our mom to sing another song again. And it was another sweet hour of prayer. And I'm just over there, like, like literally like my head, like in one position and shaking. And Justin's like, calm down, calm down. (laughs) And so I was just blank, angry, staring into the cemetery the majority of the time. Um, And Nancy was awkwardly holding the flag. And then at the end, they were like, in a that's it folks unless anybody else has anything they're going to say not a single soul said a word not well, even and they looked at uh, they looked directly at us and we're oh, like, I didn't even see it because I was too mad <laughs> yeah no he looked directly at us like expecting one of us to get up and say something it's like if somebody had told me in advance to prepare something I would have but nobody said a dang word about it so I was I know, like, like well. <laughs> I, I've tried I've spent a lot of time obviously kind of in anguish and just over the whole, just the whole fucking thing, our whole lives. <laughs> I could have come up with some nice things to yeah. say about dad, because I do have, we've talked about that in the other episodes too. We do have some good memories of dad, mostly fishing and things like that. Yeah. But I could have at least told those stories or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was it just, I was telling Justin like, pretty recently just a thought that popped in my head while we were like driving over there when we were in town for the memorial driving to his house I just kind of hit me like dad used to pick up like every fucking hitchhiker there ever was like and and he would like get them gas or take them to their car or take them to wherever they're going and I'm like he did some really weird ass good things that never really made sense to me. I'm like sitting there with him, a small child, and he's picking up some random homeless person or or drug addict or whatever. Because yeah, definitely, I, one, I forget what his name is. Well, I think it was Johnny or something. There was some guy that was infamous in our community. Mm, yeah. Um, and he just smelled like alcohol and vomit. Yeah. yeah Dad gave him a ride several times. And yeah. I had to sit in the back seat with him. <laughs> like, yeah. thanks, yeah. Dad. Yeah, there's plenty of things like that that Dad did that to really just character-wise made zero sense. He's pretty angry the majority of the time. Um, and like I said, there's a lot of things that I've noticed now that he had more than one mental health issue. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know wh- where I was going with that. Just basically... If you feel like your loved ones need help, encourage them to get help. Don't wait until this kind of situation fucking happens to you. You know? Yeah. Um, And if it gets to this point, because obviously, like, I think we both stated that we don't have remorse for cutting him out of our lives because we felt we were in danger. Um, Because of death threats and and physical harm and things like that like we 
really feel justified in letting him out of our lives, but we feel like maybe at an earlier point, we should have encouraged him to get more help because, I mean, he did take medication and get and go to therapy at certain points in our life, but he never stuck with it. And, yeah. you know, so it, it makes me wonder, like, if we would have pushed him more that direction, like, could it have made a difference? I mean, I think in our situation, it, it was never going to. I think that's the way he was. And that's kind of the piece I've had to kind of draw from all of this. Because we've, we've told him before that, like, like when I was pregnant with Nancy in the first year or so of Nancy, that's the longest I've ever seen him stay on medicine. And I think it was for her. Um, I just, I don't think that was ever going to be his way. And no matter what procedures he had, because we, we know of some other medical things that had happened in the past few years, I don't think there's anything that was ever going to get him on a path to actually take care of himself. And obviously, <laughs> you know, with as much as you and I talk about this kind of crap, it kind of runs in the family. It's genetic. <laughs> we don't really take care of ourselves. Um, yes. We're just fortunate to not have been born in the 40s or whatever and live through like depressions and go to a war and have lots of siblings die randomly and um, cause weird shit to happen to your own brother. And, you know, like we, dad had a lot of trauma as much as he caused trauma. Um, he had a lot to have fucked him up. And I have to think about that um, a good bit to keep myself kind of calm about the whole situation, which sounds backwards, but it does. It helps me. I just, at this point, at the end of it all, I'm, as much at peace with it as I can be. I, I, I've given up trying to figure out what happened. I've given up trying to save our family land. <laughs> you know, like, um, I'm just kind of like, I don't know what else to do at this point. I, I can't give any more energy to all of this and our family. I, I still do think about what happened, but I think the only... I still don't know if I'll ever be completely at peace about it, but I have in my mind, my theory on what happened is a combination of those things. Um, I really do think somebody else was involved, but I don't think they murdered him. I think somebody came up in there to rob him and something happened because everything does not add up for it to be completely natural or completely you know, or, and it obviously yeah. doesn't, if, if there had been like, if he had been shot or something like that, then there would obviously be a sign of that, um, a bullet or something, you know? Um, yeah. so I don't think somebody just marched up in there and killed him, but I do feel like there's some little piece of the puzzle Catalyst. that we don't have. Yeah. Yes. I feel like there's some piece of the puzzle we don't have. I think somebody either came in there to rob him or came up in there and had an argument with him. And he either had a heart attack or had an accident in the middle of this or at the end of this or whatever may have happened. I feel like it's a combination of those things. And I, that's the only thing that makes sense to me because none of the other stuff makes sense by itself. Yeah. I don't remember if I talked about my theory, but I, I have a, I choose, um, not that you're wrong. 
<laughs> I choose to believe nobody else was involved. Um, and I think uh, some of that is denial and some of that is just wanting to close it out in my mind because that's how I work. Um, yeah. But my theory was that he went to go somewhere um, and possibly had to poop really bad because uh, it happens a lot. He's had a lot of accidents and called and told us about it. And I think that he came back inside from his truck, ran in, left the door open because he was running to the bathroom. Um, I think that maybe he had an accident and maybe got naked so he could shower because the whole naked part's really what throws me off. I think maybe he, like, because his water heater was broken, that maybe he went to check on the water heater because the hot water wasn't getting hot and some sort of accident, like you said, or heart attack or something ensued. I think the broken chairs really kind of scream he got upset and angry. Um, at the same time, not really, like, if Dad were mad enough, those chairs would have been, like, busted in half and splintered. They were just really pulled apart, so it almost seems like a fell on the ground and was struggling kind of situation. Like, maybe with his chest trying to get back up, like you said, an accident. Um but like I, I I choose to believe the PG version where he just shit himself, um, and went inside to clean it and something went wrong. Yeah, um, and I don't necessarily think that the robbery thing is. I I guess my theory is more along the lines of I feel like because of the door, and because of the debit card, yeah. I feel like somebody. It, somebody had been there at some point, even if it was after he already passed, and maybe yeah. they're the type of person that didn't want to have to call the police because they didn't want to be involved yeah. or whatever. Um, I think that's also possible that somebody just walk, walked in there after the fact and yeah. was like, well, no, I'm out. Yeah. You know? Um, because it was like three weeks according to the timeline that we have you know he died around halloween because that was the last day he was seen and heard from um so he probably died somewhere in that 24-hour period so that's what i believe i like i said i don't know i don't i'm not trying to necessarily make this into some kind of true crime thing I just feel like there's some other factor that's missing from this due to the door being open and the debit card and just little things like that. Like I feel like there's something else missing from the puzzle and that's yeah. how I explain it in my head, you know, yeah. that something else happened and it was either an accident or, you know, natural causes because he was old. He had had strokes and stuff. Um, or maybe he finally successfully faked his own death. That's still one of my theories. Yeah. Um, so that is pretty much it. Like I, that's how I explain it in my head. Like I said, it's never enough. Like yeah. I still, but I don't think about it as much as I was because in those first few months, like through probably till January about is when I started trying to let go of it yeah um i know people are tired of hearing us talk about it i know yeah that's an i like i really did i was 
everybody I, that was close to me, I would be like, hey, what if this happened? And what, you know, I would just yeah. tell them every single thought that crossed my brain about that because I was trying to piece together the puzzle. But like I said, now we know that there isn't going to be an answer to that. I still, and this may be controversial because I know how people are, but I still don't think the police did a good job there. I feel like there was enough suspicious to do a little bit more. Yeah. That's my opinion. Uh, and some people may disagree with that. And that's fine. That's fine. Um, but I guess we're going to... Do you have anything else to add? Because I'm going to try to wrap this up. Um, no. Um, I think I've said everything I could say at this point. Yeah. I honestly just feel like there's not much else we can do. Because in the beginning, when we first found out and everything, we had even discussed this. We were like, well, if the cops won't do anything, we'll do our own investigation and stuff. But there, there's nothing left to investigate. The house has been cleaned now. It was never... Um, Dusted or anything. It was never... You know, prevent people walks through that from day one. Walks through the crime, the scene, or if I was going to say crime scene, but it's not a crime scene. But people walks through there from day one, and so there, there's just really nothing to be done at this point. We really feel like that. If there was something to do, it's there's not now. Yeah. Um, so we've chosen just to try to let it go the best we can. Um, I will say that if we ever have any future updates or whatever, that we will post that in the feed. Um, and I also wanted to, if there's anybody out there that has some questions left over, you want to know something about Dad, something about us, or something about the situation that we left out, feel free to shoot us an email or message or whatever. Leave us a voicemail. And we will cover it on a future episode. Like we'll have a Q&A episode or something like that. And include that in that episode. So um, thanks for listening. And if you have a toxic family, I just want you to know it's okay to let go. That's my number one thing. Because uh, I know there's people out there that have a hard time with that and we were told that many times during the years like he's your dad how dare you you know um but he was toxic and he was dangerous he was violent and we had to let go and that is a choice we made and a choice we have to live with anyway um i'm gonna wrap this up and we hope you somewhat enjoyed following along our little journey you have anything to add yeah no i think we covered everything just to yep tune in next time to something different so that we don't have to depress ourselves every week later everybody look in the credits and we'll uh have contact info later